What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. Biggest meltdown in Stanley Cup playoff history was is now owned by the Calgary Flames. Up 3-0. Got it in the bag. Time to stave off elimination. And then... That is soiling the sheets right there. Oh, yeah. How about that? I just want to talk about Vegas for a second. Obviously. Our 10th city for viewership, I guess. Yeah. In the top 10 is Las Vegas. Hey. They get it in Vegas. Well, they get it. And too they many- get it. <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome everybody to Hour 2 of the program, Canada's daytime sports talk show. I haven't looked at those rankings for a while, but I think Las Vegas is up to 7th for viewership of this city. Yeah, it's time to uh, update that, but uh, they're up. They're well, just up be- again. Just before we went to air this morning, you said we're going to Vegas. I'm like, do you have something planned, or is this just... <laughs> yeah? Nothing's planned officially, but okay, we have to go. Um few things to get to here. One, our intern, uh, Rachel, we have some interesting back and forth, her and I, as you know. Mm -hmm. And I said, why am I getting Bundesliga soccer on my screen on a late Saturday afternoon when there's junior hockey being played in in this country? And uh, Rachel has written in, where did it go? She's on a burner account, eh? Yeah. On YouTube. What do you you got to hide, Rachel? (laughs) She says there is Bundesliga soccer on Sportsnet because Canada's own Alfonso Davies plays for Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. Davies is one of the top left backs in the world. And? So what? I know he was Canada's Athlete of the Year. Was it last year? He shared it, right, with LDT. Uh, There's 60 major junior hockey teams in the country. That's 60 times 20. I'm... I'm really bad at math. That's 100 and 1,200 hockey players versus one soccer player. He's more important than 1,200. I'm just, I know I'm just trolling, of course, but I'm a junior hockey guy. And I guess we don't count anymore. Junior hockey (laughs) in Canada. It's all about European soccer. I forgot. What? God bless her. She's trying to convert you. She's trying really hard. It's not happening. Uh, Regarding the Winnipeg Jets, who have lost five in a row, it's become a hot topic on the program today. William in Lloydminster says, uh, where did it go? Better to get the losing streak out now. So when the playoffs start, the Jets will be a different team. I'm sure, actually, I really hope that's the message from Paul Maurice and his crew with the Winnipeg Jets hockey team. But if you watch the game, they have lost their confidence. That. I don't know how you get it other than winning. How do you get it? I know, right? You have to win. I mean, there's only so much you can say, but we're playing the game the right way, guys. There's lots of positives here. Yeah, we lost. <laughs> it always, it never feels good to lose. 
The only way to get it back is to have some. You just keep pushing way. and you believe in yourself. That's what you do. Yeah. You don't go changing everything. No. I thought they did a pretty good job on Connor McDavid last night for the most part. If you missed at the start of the show, I said that save by Koskinen. I can't remember who, who was on. Kyle Connor or Blake Wheeler, where he just looked like he was down and out and he reached back with the pedal of his stick. Would have made it one nothing. And the orders come down shortly after and score, and it's like, that's the game. One little play like that can make all the difference in the world. Huge. By the way, on the hockey talk, if you're looking at betting, which incidentally, I would be losing my shirt if I was betting on the National Hockey League right now. Don't listen to me. Pucks you, folks. That's right. Pucks University. Sign up for the Peterson Playoff Special at universityofpucks.com and learn how to become one of the top NHL DraftKings and FanDuel players on the planet. For only $20, RP Show viewers get full site access from now until the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs. PucksU has it all from systems, stats, strategies, and more. You can't afford not to sign up at universityofpucks.com. Look for the Peterson Playoff Special. Do not take my word for it. Or yours, really. No. Go to universityofpucks.com. Yeah. They'll take care of it. While I'm on the topic of ice sports, the Women's World Curling Championship in Calgary got the green light from the public health officials, but the status of Team Germany is unclear. Two Germans tested positive for COVID-19 in pre-tournament screening after arriving in Calgary. The championship opens tomorrow. The other 13 teams in the 2021 LGT World Women's Curling Championship were cleared to practice today at Windsports Mark and McPhail Center. The two participants who tested positive remain in isolation until cleared for release by Alberta's chief medical officer, according to a statement from the World Curling Federation. The Germans, Splecken die Deutsch. Do you know what that means? Do you speak German? German? Yeah. yeah. The Germans, skipped by Daniela Gench, said they were devastated. Four-person curling teams bring an extra player called a fifth or an alternate to major championships to draw into the lineup in the event of illness or injury. Teams can compete with three. Did you know that? Yeah, you can go one light. Wow. Although that, that is a significant disadvantage when it comes to sweeping. The Germans are scheduled to face Russia in Friday morning's opening draw. Canada, skipped by Kerry Anderson, opens Friday afternoon against reigning Olympic champion Anna Hasselberg of Sweden. The Curling Report is brought to you daily by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. A lot of topics on the table today. Hey, we're not really settling in on one thing. I know. Which is good. I like it. This is really the Golden Corral today where we can just kind of sample back. But, but one of those days where it's like you're consistently going back and forth. You're not moving through the line. You're kind of just bouncing all over the yep. place. That's cool. Can our American viewers tell me if the Golden Corral is open yet? That was the most devastating part of uh, the COVID is buffets being closed. Yes. Not devastating to my waistline, but devastating to their bottom line. From the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777 to reach us right here in the bunker. From Irene, she says, morning crew from Ken and Big Red in Saskatoon. Obviously, our Irene is not working today. How about that? How about that? From Ray in the six, we were asking earlier, what is a Shawinigan cataract? Is it an eye problem? Ray writes in and says, a cataract is a cloudy area in the lens of your eye. A lot of the Buffalo Sabres scouts suffered from this. There you go. Ray in the six is uh, punchy today. It's funny. That is funny. <laughs> From Brady. Hey, Rod. Chase Waters' jersey will be retired. Got tears in my eyes watching his final post-game press conference. And I love Justin Fields. I think he'll be very good. Justin Fields, the OSU quarterback. Man, there is some drama where he will go tonight. Big time. I'm kind of thinking San Francisco. 
At number three, yeah. I am. I don't think Chase Waters' jersey is going to be retired. Is it not enough for no. him that his bobblehead's on our desk? I know, right? Where is it? Uh, it's right there beside the Husky. The, right beside oh, no, the Husky. Kirby, that's Kirby Doc. Where is Chase? Chase is around here somewhere. Yeah. I don't think you retire the jersey of your career games leader. Although, sometimes I look at some retired jerseys and go, what? So maybe. But I think the Blades have only retired the jerseys of Bernie Federko and Wendell Clark. I think that's it. I don't think you're putting your career games played leader up there. No, but they're going to. They're going to. They're going to retire it? They announced it yesterday. Oh, they did? Yeah. I thought he was guessing. No, they made the announcement yesterday. Sorry, Brady. In that press conference. uh, Well, Colin Priestner, their general manager, said it. He said, uh, nobody will ever wear 44 again. Might as well put Nolan Myers' uh, number up there, too. Most wins. Yeah. Career wins leader. Absolutely. Thank you, Brady, for the uh, fountain of information. Speaking of fountains... Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says, I miss the chocolate fountain. Do you remember that at the... Uh, not COVID safe. At the Golden Corral? I do. I remember that. Um, we were there the in rice, Houston. I, the Rice Krispie cake in the, in the fountain. That was the one for me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Really, How about that? Really good. We went to a lower grade Golden Corral in Houston. You were a little disappointed. It was I'm my sorry. only one. I didn't have anything to compare it to, so I wasn't that disappointed. But you, it was like I thought I was going to walk into the Taj Mahal, and I'm like, okay, this is it. I know it was smaller than normal. Yeah, they didn't have steak or ribs on the buffet, if you recall. I'm like, what is this? This is the Golden Corral light. I'm so sorry. I know that was. I had y'all built up for it. He did. Uh, breaking news today. And thank you, Nelson, for pointing this out. Ryan Miller announced his retirement today. He is the winningest goaltender of Americans of all time. I think it's 320. Nelson, since you, uh, would you mind Googling who's number two for wins for U.S.-born goaltenders? My guess will be John Van Beesbrook. It's got to be the Beezer. I can't think of any other American goalies, period, let alone who would be number two all-time in wins. Rick DiPietro played along. <laughs> But he barely played, right? Exactly. He he was hurt most of his career. Um, Jonathan Quick, American goaltender. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that would. Mike Mike Richter. Mike Richter might be one. Beezer came before all of them. Yeah. Are you just Richter? Okay. Well, Clark says he thinks it's Mike Richter. What would I Google? U.S. born American goaltender wins. Goalie wins. See what comes up next. I am. It's Beezer. Thank you, guys. Thanks for playing. <laughs> what, do I, what do I win? Number one, Ryan Miller. Number two, John Van Beesbrook. Number three, Tom Barrasso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy was an ass kicker now. Oh, yeah. Number four, Mike Richter. If I have this right, if I've called up the right stat, but I'm sure that I have got it correct here. There you go. Um, Phil Kershaw's watching out in British Columbia, the former chairman of the CFL board. He says, cataracts in the context of Shawinigan's junior hockey team means waterfall in English, not cataracts in your eyes. Well, we solved something today. Yes. I had absolutely no idea what the cataracts was. Uh, Mick Merkley. Writes in, says, go to the Golden Corral in Billings. It's the best. My God, I wish I could. How far is that drive? That might be That's worth- eight hours. Okay. As the crow flies, my brother makes that trick, trick all the time. He's probably listening right now. Um, Michael Alley watching in Los Angeles. <laughs> he says, being a Rams fan, I really hope the Niners take Mac Jones. That's the Alabama quarterback. And it's interesting that he would say that because Clark's got a report on the screen here. Where did this come from, Clark, by the way? An NFL insider. He says, New England Patriots potentially working on a contract extension with Jimmy Garoppolo in an apparent trade and sign scenario with the San Francisco 49ers. Stay tuned for more details. So Jimmy G is going to be out of San Fran no matter what. Sounds like it. Obviously. 
And obviously they're drafting a quarterback at number three. The question is whom? Do people, do do our viewers really care? I guess they do. Todd McShay, would you believe in his mock draft or what he has to say? Mm -hmm. He had Mac Jones going as late as number 15 to the Patriots. And I kind of sit and go, these mock drafts are a little bit of a waste of time. Because if the Patriots trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not drafting Mac Jones. Go, He's their quarterback. The yeah, it's all out, out the, window. the window. All out the window. Like, not to, not to make this Hollywood, but you watch the movie draft day. Oh, yeah. And one little move throws everything out of whack. And everyone's, now what do I do? Right? Because it changes the complete complexion of the first round or the second round or wherever you are in the draft. You know, if Mac Jones falls to the Patriots at 15, this Garoppolo business might be off the table. Right, it might completely change that. You've kind of got it in principle. You see how, and if you're not going to move your first round pick, which it sounds like the price tag on Jimmy G's a second this year or next, mm-hmm. then if Mac Jones gets to them at 15, now you're saying well, we got our guy. We don't need Jimmy Garoppolo, so put trades off the table. And if you don't get him, then it's like okay, the backup plan is to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I could see you know those both those scenarios playing out. 6 p.m. Mountain tonight. TSN, ABC, ESPN, NFL Network has the draft. It's just going to be fantastic. Get your pizza from the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Um, Travis Ribchinski writes in. He says, watching from North Dakota. Late to the show, but Trey Lance's dad played for the Riders in the 90s. Oh, we were all over that one last week. None of us had heard of him. Carlton Lance. Every time I hear Carlton, I think of. I know. <laughs> from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. Um, Carlton Lance, 1993. I just del- deleted the dang text message this morning. The uh, DB in, DG in Saskatoon had the entire rider starting secondary from that season. It included Glenn Suter, I think Albert Brown. Wow. But nobody really remembers Carlton Lance. He's not on the side of the building. Uh, William in Lloydminster wanted to know what I think the Dallas Cowboys will do. He says it'll be Patrick Certain. I think it'll be the top defensive player. They're going to take, well, probably a defensive back. You're right. And if it's Patrick, great. Cowboys need a lot of help on defense. However, that was the plan last year, and they took CeeDee Lamb, and that worked out pretty good offensively on learning something. Where's the dude from uh, Victoria, Wayne and Victoria. That's one of the perks of watching the RP show. It's the information. We try to inform, but mostly entertain. Yes. And make you laugh. Dave in the five, three Oh writes in. It says, hi guys. I know you don't talk much about UFC, but did you see Chris Weedman break his leg against Uriah Hall? If not, check it out on YouTube. Well, I wasn't watching UFC 261, but it was within seconds that that clip hit the air. But I was watching Anderson Silva live when he snapped his shin in that fight. Now, was was that in Brazil, or is it just because the spider's from Brazil? It was very similar yeah. and gross. Oof. But it's like you get into the uh, octagon, Oof. anything can happen. Yeah, I saw it. It's not the most gruesome thing I've ever seen. It was no different than what Dak Prescott did last year. One last one from Nelson Voe, our content creator. He says, odds on, come on, Canada, for the number three pick are going way down for Mac Jones and way up for Trey Lance. Wow. Place your bets now. How about that? How about that? Forget about, about Justin that? Fields. How about that? They're saying the NDSU. Thundering uh, herd quarterback going to go to the 49ers. We'll talk to Murph about that and more when we come back. This has been the second half kickoff. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states and live daily on YouTube and Facebook. 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Follow us on Twitter at May and at earthechofoods. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Happy NFL Draft Day. Uh, number one, round one going tonight. I just want to mention this comment before we bring in Murph. From Don Muir in Winnipeg, on my take on the Jets, how it's not time to throw in the towel now. Don says, right on, Rod, I've often wondered if all fans and media are like this or if it's just Winnipeg. I like Bucky as well, Connor Hellebuck. I always feel that Winnipeg has a lot of negative people that should be more appreciative of what we have. Sadly, our sports media often leads the way. Well, I don't know what to say about that. Here's a guy that spent some time in Winnipeg, 2008, if I'm correct. Let's get Murph on my screen. There he is, John Murphy, the uh, Argos Director Player Personnel. How you doing, Murph? Great. Thankfully, it was actually 2009, or else I would have missed my Grey Cup in 08, so... (laughs) Oh, you got to throw that in there. Oh, yeah, Stampeder guy. How was your one year in Winnipeg, Murph? What was going on there that year? I loved Winnipeg. You know, like, uh, it, it really did give you the uh, insight to what it was going to be like to to be in Saskatchewan. You know, you just can't you can't go anywhere without uh, turning into or running into somebody who, uh, you know, wants to ask you questions, wants to kind of tell you their opinion of what's going on <laughs> with the club. Quick, quick, funny story. Uh, I had uh, found there was a place, you know, to get your suits tailored and uh, had a rip in the jacket uh, after uh, after our week one loss in Edmonton that year, which uh, if you remember, it was kind of interesting circumstances at the end of that game and uh, kind of had ripped my jacket pocket on the, the way back in the doors and uh, had dropped it off there and was going to pick it up. And a lady walked up to me and said, oh, it must be nice. Oh, and two and you have time to be in the mall. <laughs> oh, 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 I could so see that. I, oh, my God. We could tell stories like that all day. Uh, yeah. Well, Nelson Halkowicz writes that he says Saskatchewan's like it, too. Cody has one bad game, and he's raked over the coals. Unbelievable stories like that. And that's not where I wanted to go. I would love to tell those stories another day. Because it is NFL Draft Day, round one tonight, Murph. Let's just tell the world. You got started in this game way back doing draft analysis, right, for the National Football League. So that is, am I right in this is sort of like your Christmas this week? You've been doing a lot of media appearances. What's it been like for John Murphy? Yeah, I mean, I've always liked it, and then, and then obviously when you're, you know, for us, it's it's something where you're going to see some of these guys. Now, you're not going to see the guys go, you know, today, tomorrow. Uh, you may see some guys that end up on day three, but paying attention to it, knowing what that means for the NFL rosters in terms of, uh, you know, looking at their rosters over the summertime, you can look back at the draft and, and kind of make an idea that somebody that's been on a roster for two or three years or uh, was in a 2017 or 18 draft may come free. Uh, you know, in the CFL, the neg list is all about knowing when to put somebody on uh, because, you know, once everybody knows that a guy might be interested, it's probably going to be too late. Uh, so to me, the draft gives you kind of that first opportunity uh, to start eyeballing guys that might come available in 22 or 23. Have you done a mock draft just for fun? If so, have you publicized it? Like, what do you think is going to go on in the top 10 tonight? 
Yeah, I think it's, you know, it is going to be quarterback driven. I think it's just where, where do they land? Uh, Cause it may just not be. And if it is one, two, three, four, it may not be with those, uh, all of those teams that are sitting there currently, right? Atlanta has a chance, you know, to make a move. Yeah, Detroit for sure has a chance to be a spot teams would look at. And now that Carolina and Denver kind of did their own quarterback stuff and then really even made a deal, you know, yesterday combined, you, you kind of, have to start thinking, does that open the door for Carolina to take a quarterback at another point in this draft, you know, to match up with Sam Darnold? And if you're now Denver, has this opened the door, you know, for you to really say best player available? Uh, you know, they've had some issues at right tackle. Uh, they could always add another premier corner, you know, there. And if Micah Parsons, who's very much like the guys that Vic Fangio has had and had success with, if you're okay with his background and you're okay with some of the kind of character questions that people have talked about with him, he's clearly a good enough talent, you know, to be taken in the top 10. So I think the biggest question is how many teams try to move up? If they are, how many teams have a willingness, especially with Denver and Atlanta having first year GMs and in Atlanta's case, a first year GM and a first year head coach, do you want to just take a solid selection and know you got a really good player? And if not, what do you have to get back? in order to give another team an opportunity to come up and draft either a, a quarterback or be a player that's as good as Jamar chase or Kyle Pitts. Uh Murph Denver is the ninth overall pick. Like drew lock didn't set the world on fire last year. And De- Teddy Bridgewater's never been really a number one guy or a solid number one anywhere. Like are they out of the quarterback game now with that trade yesterday? I don't believe so because you just don't know, you know, could they feel like you could move Drew Locke, you know, during a draft, you, you know, you've seen teams make a trade or, or make a selection and then make a trade. Uh, so I think there's every opportunity. If if you were a club uh, that's looking for a quarterback there, there's nothing to say if you didn't have a high grade on Drew Locke uh, that you wouldn't end up making a trade for him later on over the weekend. And the one thing with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, that he's a, a really substantial guy in the in the room. Uh, everywhere he's been, that's something they say about him. So whether he's there to contribute to help Drew Locke, who uh, on his own has been working with Peyton Manning, he's kind of been trying to do some things to to fix some of the ills that have uh, kind of cost him the turnovers, right? The turnovers are the big thing with him right now that you would have to look at and say, hey, you just can't turn the ball over with that rate, uh, especially when normally they have a good defense uh, and foundationally they've had a good run game. Like I said, they've had a little bit of an issue with their offensive line on the right side. But that's a team that just can't, uh, you, know, you can't be turning the ball over 20, 25 times as the quarterback uh, and be successful in there and what they're trying to do. So it, it would be very interesting if you see Justin Fields or, you know, if Trey Lance, you know, were to fall, you know, to nine, it certainly gives them the opportunity to play either Drew Luck or play Teddy Bridgewater this year as kind of a bridge to a younger quarterback. You know, there. So I think it's a smart move just in case, you know, things happen that are out of your control because normally you're at nine and there's five quarterbacks. You would think you're in a pretty good position, but, you know, Detroit's all in to make a trade if they can. And and they're in front of you, you know, and Carolina could do the same exact thing. So you have kind of a few options there. Normally the Bengals are sort of anti trade. I don't think they really even know that's something you're allowed to do. (laughs) They, They don't seem to move from their spot and, you know, and here we are again with the Bengals in the top five, which pretty much is a staple of the NFL draft for some reason, is the Bengals always picking in the top five. So I think really where the draft starts is, like everyone has said, if the first two picks are going to be Lawrence and Wilson, the draft is starting with, does Kyle Shanahan want a guy? Right. Is Kyle Shanahan believe that he is the difference maker? If so, then the quarterback is Mac Jones. Because then it's just get me a guy who will run my offense more effectively than Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if you go to a Justin Fields or potentially a Trey Lance, some of what you're going to have to work with with them is, hey, stay on the play longer than you're used to at the collegiate level where you're used to being able to use that athletic ability to say, okay, the first read or first or second read's not there. It's not breaking up. All right, I'm out the back door. Or, hey, I'm using that athletic ability. I'm not sure a guy like Kyle Shanahan really wants you to be changing his offense to suit these other skills that you may have versus others. He may, in in fact, like the factor that Mac Jones is high accuracy, 
a really smart guy, a guy that's going to pay attention to details, can come in and make those throws that Jimmy Garoppolo has not been able to make because we all know one Jimmy Garoppolo completion, we might be talking about Mahomes having two great seasons and no Super Bowl and the Niners having a Super Bowl win there. So I, I think that's a very interesting you know, scenario. And here's one thing for Trey Lance, who I, I mean, I really like if you're looking for ceiling, but in the past 20 years, his overall accuracy is on the lower end of guys, you know, that you would look at as draft prospects. And now there's been guys that have been successful and we all have seen the Josh Allen metamorphosis. So we can't say it's not possible, but if you were to see a slide and it were to be a guy like Trey Lance, the slide is going to be because somebody would be fearful of his overall accuracy. Oh, I had another NFL draft question for you, just in terms of where the, uh, the talent is, and if this is a deep pool, it doesn't seem like it is. All anybody's talking about is the quarterbacks. But Trey Lance didn't play last year, and I'm wondering how much that hurts these Canadian prospects for the CFL draft, the ones that would have played U sports, not NCAA. Could we, maybe we should swing it to the CFL. How is that affecting what you're going to do Tuesday night with the Toronto Argonauts with a wealth of players that never played in 2020? Right. I think, you know, there's there's a lot of different aspects, uh, you know, of this, you know, right now, you know, everyone is doing uh, everything they can to get us back on the field. So it's a testament, you know, to all sides trying to figure out a way to do that. Um, but things we have no control over. Uh, we do not know roster size, you know, as of today. We also do not know uh, exactly how uh, training camp will look, you know, for 2021. And, the, and now you have to look at saying, Every team had a full draft class last year. So now when you're drafting players this year, it's not only how do they fit on your roster, how do they how do they fit and compete with the players you drafted, you know, just a year ago who have yet to been evaluated, you know, by our coaching staff and in our case and a few other teams that made changes either in the front office or coaching staffs, uh, you have guys from the 2019 draft, you know, that have yet to be evaluated you know, by their new, you know, new people, you know, that are, uh, you know, in their staffs, you know, at this point. So uh, I think it's going to have a, a mix and match. There's going to be teams that need players and those will be the ones that go after the guys that are available. And then there's going to be teams that, you know, might kind of uh, say it's not a bad year to take a future and kind of just sit on it because you're, you're really unsure. The film you're watching, you know, for the most part is pretty old. Uh, and, and you just look at uh, Kyle Borsa, perfect example. You know, what that kid looks like today versus the last time he was on the field is is night and day. You know, so is that a, an arrow that's trending up or is that a, a, a guy that's taken advantage of all this time to uh, just hit the weight room and be able to uh, groom himself into being a much better athlete? You know, you, you have a lot of questions like that, uh, I think, in this draft to say what these guys have been able to do in their downtime. Is that why you saw so many um, plus scores? You know, in terms of 40 times and, and verticals and shuttles and bench press, is that why guys were able to just kind of put all their efforts into, you know, the training aspect of things? But, you know, the default is, unfortunately, if you're going to default to the film, which is what you should do, the problem is you're looking at a lot of old film and what these guys look like now uh, and how they'll perform. You're probably going to have to uh, really lay into saying, I'm going to trust my eyes and and say, you know, maybe maybe what I, the only thing I can trust, you know, is how that guy was playing the last time he was on the field. Boy, there's a million things I could ask you, and I only have time for one more question, and it's what you – I thought of you immediately when I saw Martavius Bryant has signed in the Arena League with Massachusetts or an indoor league because I thought he was under contract to you guys. What happened there? You guys obviously had to let him out of the deal, I would assume, so he could go pursue that? So, uh, you know – here, here's the deal. A lot of these guys that are signed to contracts have not made money, right? So you have to have an understanding of where their situation is. Um, you know, so in the bigger picture, I'm going to let the league um, kind of deal with that part or aspect of it. Um, but like I said, it, from a human standpoint, um, I have to have a, even if I don't want to, I have to have a little bit more respect and um you know, and even understanding that there's some guys here now who, you know, are really on the clock, uh, you know, in terms of taking care of their families and, you know, paying their bills. So, uh, you know, I wish them nothing but the best in terms of, you know, hey, you know, don't get hurt, <laughs> you know, beforehand, um, you know, but I'll, I'll let the league, 
you know, deal with the aspects of, of what can happen with the players and will respect their decision, you know, regardless. And, and like I said, our, our greatest hope is the same as yours and, you know, all your great fans and listeners, uh, you know, that, hey, uh, hopefully, you know, sometime in the next two months, we, we see a surge in the right direction. Uh, we're able to get the green light to hit the training camp. And uh, once that once that aspect of things, you know, takes place, uh, you know, I'm very sure that what Martavis Bryant wants to do is play in the CFL and, and play for the Argonauts. But, uh, you know, what somebody may have had to do in order to take care of themselves and their family. Like I said, I'll let the league handle, you know, the optics of it and uh, then we'll respect their decision. Good stuff. Great answer. Okay, Murph, I know you're a busy guy. Enjoy the draft. It's the busiest time of the year for you. Am I right? Leading up to Tuesday? Pretty, pretty close. I'll tell you what, you know, Josh Palmer, don't be surprised if a Canadian, you know, finds their way into the top hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on Josh Palmer being the best Canadian in this draft. Well, there's something to watch because Smitty just said last hour, Jevin Holland. So we'll see. They're both very good players on opposite sides of the ball. Murph, thanks, my man. Good seeing you as always. Stay safe. Excellent. Thanks so much, Roddy. Toronto Argonauts Director of Player Personnel, John Murphy, joining us from New Orleans. Follow him on Twitter at DraftJM. Got a sports update coming up. We got a face-off with Moose. He'll be joining us uh, after this break. Lots coming down the pipe. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Moose has rejoined us here in the bunker, too. Hey, uh, Dar Netzel's watching on YouTube and says, Great interview with Murph. Just press play. (laughs) Sloughed off the contract question. I don't think he sloughed it off at all. He said, you got to understand Murph speak. And if anything, at, at the very least, it's football speak. He goes, we can't deny a guy the chance to make a living. These guys haven't played and made money for a year and a half. That's right. So they let him out of his deal to go play in the Arena League. If that's the league that the Massachusetts team's in, I think it's the Massachusetts Pirates. He said, don't get hurt. He completely answered the question. We're letting you out of your CFL deal to go play in that indoor league, but we expect you back here to play whenever we play again. And speaking of, by the way, I tweeted this this morning, but people didn't even really understand it. Smart guys like you and Clark didn't understand what I was saying, so I deleted it. Because the average people would really not get it. Right. But it was CFL News Twitter account. February 13th, I reported that June and July were off the table for a CFL return to play. But the CFL plans to play. February 13th. I retweeted that. And I said, oh, the good old days. My intention was back in February when I said June and July are off the table for the CFL to play. Expect them to announce August, which they did last Wednesday. I don't know how that one went over you guys' heads. I didn't word it properly. No, but you're right. It, it, didn't, it didn't just point to the date. That was the only thing, right? I'm looking at, you know, the good old days. I thought CFL News had tweeted something recently that alluded to the old days. You didn't look at the date of it. I didn't look that. at the date of it. That was the only thing. But it makes sense. I mean, you're sitting there, and it's right. But it takes people, they, they want to deny it. Whenever you're saying the CFL is not going to play or it's something they don't want to hear, they don't want to listen to it. But look at time and time and time and time and time again. It, it's, it's like the BCHL thing. proven to be right. Same thing. Our technical producer, Ryan, said, you're too far ahead of your time. How do I fix that, Ryan? We haven't figured that out yet. I can't slow down. It's oh, like, yeah. Clark said speed up. You Are just, you kidding me? You keep doing you and they'll catch up. They'll, yeah. Will they? Well, sometimes I wonder. Sports update, the Blue Jays have an off day before returning to the field Friday for a three-game set against the Atlanta Braves in Dunedin, Florida. George Springer made his highly anticipated debut last night, but he didn't go well, 0 for 4 at the plate in an 8-2 home loss to the Washington Nationals. Paul Casey is going for his third straight victory at the PGA's Valspar Championship. 
It's a feat difficult enough that only three player, three other players in the last 40 years have won the same tournament at least three times in a row. Corey Connors is one of seven Canadians teeing off this morning in Florida. Seems like everything's going on in Florida. Yep. Meanwhile, it was minus three here today when I got up. Meanwhile, the HSBC Women's World Championship begins today in Singapore. Elena Sharp is the lone Canadian in the field. I'm a big fan of the LPGA. Did you come to the Canadian CP Women's Open? I did. Wasn't it amazing? It was so good. So good. So great. In the dub hub, Ozzie Weisblatt capped a season like no other for his team with a goal 54 seconds into overtime and the Prince Albert Raiders edged the Swift Current Broncos 6-5. It was the final game of the season for the Raiders and Broncos with the WHL successfully playing a condensed 24-game schedule and no playoffs due to the pandemic. Elsewhere, Adam Beckman... Our good friend, Saskatoon's Adam Beckman, had three goals and a helper. Eli Zumak chipped in a goal and three assists. And Manny Pangley made 33 saves for his first WHL victory as the Spokane Chiefs beat Tri-City 5-3. Ronan Seeley had two goals and a helper. And Dustin Wolf turned away 29 shots as the Silver Tips extended their win streak to six games, beating Seattle 5-2. Nolan Meyer turned aside 35 shots, and Chase Waters broke a 2-2 deadlock at 18.38 of the second period as the Saskatoon Blades beat Brandon 5-2. And finally, Keaton Dohaniak scored shorthanded and also set up three others as Prince George beat Kamloops 5-1. Raptors are in Denver. Tonight, one of six NBA games. It's the third of five this week for the Raps as they try to get into the play-in tournament for the six through eight seeds in the East. And the Niagara River Lions announced that 28-year-old guard Jalen Bab Harrison has signed with the team for the 2021 CEBL season. He most recently played for the Hamilton Honey Badgers. The six-foot-four Ajax Ontario product averaged 8.4 points, 2.8 rebounds, and 1.8 assists in 18 minutes of play per game, suited up for the Honey Badgers in the summer series last year. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. I got one for you, Moose. Growing up in Winyard, where you did, the, yes. chicken, the chicken capital, Yes. would you say that there was a junior A hockey team that was your town's? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What would it be? Well, no, I wouldn't say that there was, but Yorkton Terriers. Yeah, the Yorkton Terriers, okay. Yeah. For all of you people watching across Canada, Junior A teams, I don't think, have bobbleheads per se. Here's what got me thinking. There was a Junior A coach and GM that was watching my, inst- my uh, Twitter story this morning, and he saw the photo of the two Raider bobbleheads here. Yeah. And I don't want to say which team he was with. But I just thought, go back and think for your team, who would be the bobblehead you would do for your, your Junior A team? Who's the most famous guy to come through your program that you would do a bobblehead of? Everybody think about it. Whoa. Clark, yours would be the Estevan Bruins. Maybe it's Alan May. You know, um, some are easy, I think. Yeah. Melville Millionaires would be Chris Kunitz. Brooks Bandits, Kale McClaw. Correct? Yeah. Um, who would be the bobblehead for your team? The most, the Melford Mustangs would be Willie Mitchell. The Surrey Eagles would be Jared Dumba. <laughs> would it? No offense to Jared. No. Yeah, of course not. Who's the most famous Yorkton. Write it in the comments section. Because my first mind went to, I'm like, oh, Jared Skolnick. He was my cousin. He played with the Terriers. <laughs> That's why we were following the Terriers. It very well might have been Humboldt, because we're right in the middle. Humboldt, Yorkton, Melville. Right. So it's kind of pick and choose. You're in the Bermuda Triangle of the SJHL. Of the SJHL, yeah. And, and then we had, you know, some kids went and played in Humboldt. So that, that's an, an area too, Melville. Hmm. Interesting. This is a lot of junior A stars across this country. Who would be yours? Hey, Ryan McCarthy. Where's my bell? What do they call that? Super chat from Ryan McCarthy. He just dropped five bucks. 
He says, I totally forgot to say good afternoon to North America and Mexico, Norway, and Qatar from upstate New York. So I added $5 in the late fee kitty. Thank you, Ryan. Very nice of you. He's a nice guy, that Ryan. Running a total. And uh, what are we doing with all that money? I can tell you this. We've got a really good plan for it. Okay. So I'll, uh, once we have more, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But uh, you know what? And if I may, else. if I may, Nelson Hakowicz is on the right track, but not totally on the right track. He says Wendell Clark for the Notre Dame Hounds. But Wendell Clark never played for the Notre Dame Junior A Hounds. But their bobblehead would be Cujo or Rod Brindamore. Yeah. There's one more, isn't there? Well, there's Jaden Schwartz. There's quite a few. But yeah. I got to think the most famous Junior A hound would be, I got to think, Cujo. Maybe yeah. Rod Brindamore. See what a fascinating discussion this is? I know. All of you Junior A fans across the country, Junior A hockey people, tell me who's the fo- most famous player to come through your program and who, who would be the bobblehead that you would feature for your team. This is the kind of stuff that gets me excited. We'll be back with overtime, and we'll kick that around. Maybe we'll face off on that, too. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Great to see you, everybody. We are in the overtime segment of the program here. Lots of great comments coming in. We got a face-off coming up. I'm just going to get it ready here for the new read. Morgan does such a great job. So, some, some guys are getting it. And girls, some need to be uh, filled in on what Junior A is. Jeff the Stamps fan gets it. Before the break, I said, what's your favorite? What bobblehead would you have, your first one for your Junior A team, most famous player to come through your program? Jeff uh, the Stamps fan says, Danny Heatley, Calgary Canucks. Very good. Danny Heatley. Uh, Where's the dude? Oh, from Beneath Sports in Toronto says, Oshawa Generals, John Tavares, and Eric Lindros. Problem is, they're not Junior A. They're Major Junior. Gino DePauli watching with the Okotoks Oilers says, could be Jacob Bernard Docker or Dylan Holloway, but I'd give some love to Moose Jaws, Rhett Gardner, who just broke into the National Hockey League this year with the Dallas Stars. Mike Soulier, trainer to the Stars, dupes. You've heard me talk about Sewell's oh, a yeah. million times. Sewell's, old hockey trainer. Hey, Rod, I think Brindamore would be the bobblehead because he won two championships at Notre Dame. And Curtis is there just one year and won one. Fair, but that's not Kujo's fault. No, it's not. He showed up as a 20-year-old rookie. Interesting story, by the way. Can I tell a Cujo story? Please. Curtis Joseph, 20-year-old rookie with the Notre Dame Hounds. What's the population of Wilcox? 400? It's not big. The teammates get... Cujo to go to the bar and buy beer because he's 20 for the whole team. So he does. The head coach, Barry McKenzie, calls him into his office the next day. Heard you bought a bunch of beer at the hotel bar last night. Cujo's like, how'd you know that? My wife served it to you. (laughs) I don't think he was laughing. If there was a Saskatchewan small town story, that's it. Oh, yeah. Right there. Anyways, this is, a fun, uh, this is a fun thing. Mark Zosol and Malfort says, I agree. Willie Mitchell. Thank you for that, for agreeing. Mark says, we need a sports trip to Las Vegas. Raiders, Golden Knights, plus Vegas has two Golden Corrals. One for each post-game meal. How about that? I can, can we get into that. Vegas is on the list. It's, 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 it's not if, it's when. Okay, we're facing off on tonight's NFL Draft Round 1. 6 p.m. Mountain, TSN, ESPN, NFL Network, and ABC. Let's hand it over to Darren. He's got the question, and we'll knock it out of the park. What yeah, do you got? so the question to you is, who would you rather take, and who's proje- who do you project to have a better NFL career, Mac Jones or Justin Fields? Oh, easy. 
Can I go first? Absolutely. It's going to be Justin Fields, and here's my take as to why. 6'3", 230, he's got the NFL body now. I said it the other day. It was the Orange Bowl, right, with the upset of Clemson through five touchdowns. This guy's got it all. Big program at OSU, going to a big franchise, which is San Francisco 49ers. I think Justin Fields can handle the weight of it. Mac Jones, I think anybody quarterback the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm sorry. And I, yeah. The best defense in the nation. That's right. A lot of quarterbacks could stand back there. That's taken nothing away from Tua and Jalen Hurts. But I just think that if you're asking me between the two, I, I'm drafting Justin Fields, and we will find out tonight with a third overall pick. We really will. I like Mac Jones because he, to me, seems to embody more of not a, well, a safer pick, but. You know, he uses his mind, I think, a little bit more in the game. He's an accurate passer, thinks the game well. A guy who's going to put in the work. I think he's going to put in the work in the film room, which I think is more important and less relying on just athletic ability. And I think that will translate to a bigger, longer, more successful NFL career. I agree Justin Fields has more high end, though, more flash, more athleticism. And if he can, but there's, I think there's more risk with Justin Fields. Mac Jones is a safer pick. We'll find out tonight, round one of the NFL Draft. The face-off is brought to you by Ultimate Fan Zone. Jerseys, hats, team apparel, custom framing, stitching, and more. From our man cave to your man cave, visit ultimatefanzone.ca. And for the mad Greek in Moose Jaw, don't want to dine in? Take out windows now open and deliveries available. Head to themadgreekeatery.com today. I was just there last Saturday. It was so good. The Junior A Talks really got him going. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I love it. Thank you for chiming in on all of that. Um, from Poncho, watching up in the sticks of Prince Albert, he says, PA Raiders, Tier 2 Days, Dave Tippett, Bobby Lowe's, James Patrick. You'd have a three-headed bobblehead, first of its kind. Oh, yeah. Troy Durrell, out in Spruce Grove, says, not a fan, but Mark Messier would be the bobblehead for Spruce Grove. I feel like we could go on all day with this, and it's amazing. We could. Craig Smith, the Fort Gary Blues would be Grant Ledyard. Did I ever tell you my Grant Ledyard story? No. <clears throat> when he yelled at me in the Dallas Stars dressing room in 1997? I did tell you that you story. You did, yeah. And I felt like tits on a bore, as they say that way. Just in the way. Okay, see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, See you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.